if you think money is evil and that you need to give away everything to be truly happy and have nothing to be happy, I'm here to say that that is just a version of a story that you can decide to subscribe to or not. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the Big Little Soul Podcast. Today's conversation is powerful. And I shared this one with my dear soul sister, best friend, and soon-to-be business partner, and a master manifester, Adriana Gentile. Adriana has recently launched her second company, Stratospheric Success, a non-traditional way of teaching others how to create ultimate success, happiness, fulfillment, purpose, and an abundant life. This podcast centers around her billionaire mindset and her drive to teach others how to make money while helping as many people as they can and having fun while doing so. Adriana is on a mission to raise collective consciousness and to create a network of like-minded souls en route to creating their dream realities. So if you're struggling with money mindset, or if you're just looking for tangible ways that you can create abundance in your own health and wealth, this episode won't disappoint. So buckle up and dive right in. And as always, thanks for being here. Much love. All right, it's business time. Do you have like an intro? You're like, this is Sarah Connolly here <laughs> to change the world. This should be my no? intro. Actually, I don't have like a set recorded intro. But um, anyways, I would, <laughs> I was going to introduce you, but I realized your list of accolades is like a mile long. <laughs> so I am, I, I actually, am, I am Pleiadian starseed. I am here from the Empress. We've, ha- <laughs> we've done this many times Sarah many lifetimes together I mean do we even need more intro than that uh, no not really. we're doing but the maybe things. the audience does so uh, officially welcome to the big little soul podcast this has only been like lifetimes in the making <laughs> divine timing before it's like you're not ready yet and now it's like you're ready yeah we're just listening how many conversations have we had where we've been like oh we should have recorded that but anyways here we are our entire life like should have been a movie (laughs) (laughs) we just need somebody to follow us around with cameras i know all the time (laughs) can you just believe that that we had like videos and photos from ages ago during bodybuilding and we're like super shredded in bikinis to now we're both wearing our crystals decked out on like a podcast (laughs) yes i love it i I love it love it we've lived so many just like it feels like we've lived so many lifetimes in this lifetime together all agreed thoroughly agreed adriana (laughs) gentile welcome to the big little soul podcast on that note i would love for you to introduce yourself because i actually really loved as part of this course that we're currently doing together as part of your new endeavor of stratospheric success um, I loved how you actually asked us to define who are you, but not just by who you are on paper. So if somebody were to ask mm-hmm. you the same thing, who are you, Adriana Gentile? I am quirky. I'm funny. I'm out of the box. I'm compassionate. I'm empathetic. I love the color blue. 
I love to sweat and jump up and down. I, I love emitting positive vibrations and passing on the light. I love being a beacon of possibility. I love changing. I love evolution. I love sleep. I love learning more about lucid dreaming. I love uh, learning new things, breath work, kundalini. I love everything and anything that keeps me learning and growing and being a student here on this lifetime on planet earth. And I love you. <laughs> I love you, Sarah Bear. Oh, but I so mean, but like, here. but like 3D, <laughs> 3D. Real Let's have an ego moment for a second, okay? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am the founder of Good Vibes Partners. So a 100% natural uh, nutrition uh, online coaching program. We help people in 26 different countries. Partnered with, with a, another company that I've been using their products for years. So have become a top sales rep with that company. So I really learned sales thoroughly, um, which is part of my story I'd love to share later on during this this show. Um, and as well as the founder of Stratospheric Success, just like you just mentioned. So brand new endeavor, mixing spirituality with entrepreneurship and, you know, woke don't mean broke. And um, <laughs> which I know woke is even like another term on its own, but like, yeah, like, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. So wife, mother of two kids. Uh, yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, on that note, I would love for you to share a bit about your journey and how you have evolved to where you are now, because you really have walked such a diverse path and you certainly were not born into wealth and prosperity and this world of entrepreneurship you have created that for yourself and honestly you've been such an inspiration for me in doing the same and stepping out of the corporate world and really just believing in what is possible in this lifetime and so I would love for you to share with our audience how you've gotten to where you are today and whatever just feels present for you in your heart and soul right now to speak to about your experience on this planet earth. Thanks, Sarah Bear. Thanks for inviting me and being patient with me as always. Heart chakra full open right now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but because you just had mentioned, you know, my childhood, this, you were correct. My parents were both bus drivers. So very, you know, blue collar type job. My parents split when I was two years old. I don't ever remember them being together. I moved schools around schools, around schools, around schools. Um, my mom kicked me out of the house when I was in grade six, going into grade seven. I woke up one day with all uh, these brown boxes on my dad's doorstep. Um, so I moved in with my dad, but I was my, I have an older brother. He's 12 years older than me, but he's my half brother. So when I went to my father, I was never disciplined. I was never, you know, I could go out all night and, you know, do the things and never have really been reprimanded. I would skip school for three weeks at a time. But every time I went back into class, it's like I was best friends with my teachers. So I've never really been in trouble. I'm really great at breaking down barriers and being personable and connecting with people. And um, I 
can re- so that's like you know my history of a child it wasn't like clean and pristine and I, I it's so true like your story is your glory and if I didn't go through all of those hardships like you know would I be who I am today I'd like to think so who knows um, but I can really recall and, and P.S. by the way my mom and I now have a very great relationship I've been able to learn empathy and compassion and look at her inner child and understand you know, she was an immigrant and born in the Netherlands and came down to Canada and her mom and her dad split up and she didn't know any English. And I can understand why she has been the way she has. And I love her for that because at the end of the day, everybody's just doing the best they can. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and a negative charge towards somebody else is just a negative charge towards yourself. So I've let Mm -hmm. that go. Um, but how I really started, uh, acknowledging what energy even is vibrations, what it really is, I remember driving to the horseback riding stable as a little girl and I think to myself, I really want to ride this horse. I really want to ride this horse. But in my subconscious, I had this fear that I wasn't going to ride the horse. So I'd get to the stable and I wouldn't ride the horse. And I remember driving the next time thinking, okay, last time I thought I wanted to ride the horse, but then I didn't. So this time I'm going to say, I don't want to ride the horse. So I would repeat in my head, I don't want to ride the horse. I don't. But in my subconscious, I really wanted to ride this horse. And so I would get to the stables And I would ride the horse that I wanted. So I've been playing with energy in a kind of backwards manner Mm -hmm. ever since some of my very first memories. Um, And then I had a best friend in high school and her dad was dating this girl who introduced her to the secret or introduced him to the secret and introduced us to the secret, which I feel like is like kind of a gateway to spiritualism for, for, you know, the general gen pop. Um, and so I took that very literally where I'd even say like positive energy, I passed the test or positive energy. I don't get caught for skipping in. <laughs> and it actually kind of worked. Which is funny. <laughs> so yeah, I just, life hacks as a bratty teenager. <laughs> literally you can do it all. You guys just got to say positive energy before you do anything, any kind of hood rat shit. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> Sorry. I don't say know. whatever you want. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, yeah, I then I started to uh, I got a job at a restaurant and I was a server and all my friends were older than me. And so, like I said, I was skipping school for long periods of time. So I eventually I did get kicked out of school and I was sent to an alternate school for bad kids. But um, again, the charm within I had a great time there and the province of B.C. where I grew up didn't recognize bad kid school versus regular kid school. So actually passed with straight A's, but a year late. So definitely not a rule follower by any means and always have pushed the envelope and thought outside of the box and kind of went to the beat of my own drum. But I got, I I became pregnant when I was 19 years old and I had my son when I was 20. And, um, you know, I've always believed in positive energy and, but when I was pregnant, I, it was a very not good experience for me. I, w- I was in this quote unquote toxic relationship, although I really am a big advocate for personal responsibility now, you know, but at the time, you know, um, I was being called fat pig and whale, like, oh my gosh, you eat like, like a pig, you're going to get so fat, like kind of playful, but I really attached to those negative, you know, vibrations, those, those, that negativity. So when I, when I had my son, I thought that he would love me more if I was skinny and wearing makeup. Mm. So I 
started to, but I always knew that I had the power to create the change I wanted to see. And I always like, I felt like I describe it as like, with all of this darkness around, I had this tiny little pinhole of light. And so I'm like, just go towards the light, just go towards the light. So I started to eat nothing and run all day because at the time that was kind of like the trend, you starve and you do cardio. So I did that and I lost all the weight, but I looked really unhealthy. And we moved to Montreal. That's where I got my very first personal trainer. They taught me about actually eating right and using resistance to get to my goals. So I did that and I started to really fall in love with fitness because it gave me the power to create my independence. So, you know, it, it, and that's why I am so um, in love with fitness is because it really gave me my confidence back. It gave me my confidence to create my independence. Mm -hmm. So when he wanted to move to Europe, I'm like, I'm going to move back to BC. I don't want to be your plus one forever. I want to go do something with my life. And so my girlfriend's like, you're always in the gym. Why don't you become a personal trainer? I was like, that's a great idea. Sure. So I went to personal training school. And from there, I got a, a gym membership. So you can practice your teachings, like a free one from the school. So when I was inputting my information at the gym, you saw the manager was actually inputting me. And he's like, oh, this is a student pass. When you graduate, why don't you see if you can apply here and get a job? So I did. And I got the job. And that's where I met one of my best guy friends, Tyler. Um, and he was like, you really, you look really great. Have you ever thought about competing? I was like, I have no idea what that is. Like, this is when Instagram was kind of new, right, Sarah? Like, mm -hmm. there was, it wasn't really like scrolling and comparing. Like, it wasn't really like that yet. Um, and so what started for me is like, uh, I can say things on here, right? Oh, it started okay so it's so fitness for me kind of started as like a fuck you I'll show you to my son's dad yeah. um and uh, you know you want to call me these things well now I'm going to go prance around a stage in a bikini and win the whole damn show and I did I turned out to just be really good at it but funny I was using on YouTube it's power thoughts by meditation club and it's literally just um positive affirmations like um you know you have the power to create the change like you you can do whatever your mind can conceive and like and so I just remember visualizing myself hitting these poses on stage falling asleep to that you know subconscious programming essentially but of the best kind mm -hmm. and I ended up winning the Arnold Classic in Ohio you know the, the world's largest amateur bodybuilding show and that was kind of my like claim to fame and um from there, though, again, always personal responsibility. However, I started hanging around with a different fitness crew that did send photos back for, oh, my gosh, look at her. Oh, look at this form or wow, she looks like shit or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I started to lose my positive energy and I started to really um, not be kind to myself in regards to win a show. And then you, you know, you shred down for stage and when the stage is gone and it's McFlurries and cinnamon buns and smoking a fat joint, like in bed and eating peanut butter out, you know, out of the jar with a spoon and really not being good to my body because of the belief that, okay, I have a show in six months, so I can do this now and then I can work hard. And, and so Sarah, you know how that is, right? Really Absolutely. messed up my metabolism. It's, yeah, it's wild how, um, I don't even know the word that I'm looking for here, but like, there's so much dichotomy in the industry and like, it's so <laughs> that you see from the outside a very, very, very limited reality 
mm-hmm. of what the industry actually is because as mm-hmm. you said it's like you're all hot and glam and done up and dolled up and you look great when you're on stage and then after you walk off that stage for a large majority of people it is body dysmorphia eating disorders binge Mm -hmm. eating negative self-talk drama Mm -hmm. drama drama in the industry and Mm -hmm. it breaks you down and for me I'm grateful for it because it broke me down and broke me wide open to catalyze a new part of my journey but I think it's important for the listeners who maybe are on social media comparing to people who are in that industry that believe Adriana and I when we say it is not what it looks like from the outside from our personal experience maybe it's all all I know hunky-dory and rainbows and butterflies for somebody in that industry right (laughs) right well like and that's exactly that's just it like let's take personal responsibility in regards to you know, we allowed those negative self-talk to come mm-hmm. in. We allowed ourselves to eat the way that we did. We we made those choices, right? But but in, but I want to say innocently, like we didn't know any better. And it's kind of what was trending in our little town at the time. I mean, you and I even met through fitness, through me hosting yeah. a fitness challenge. And that's a, that's a story worth all on its own, to so be honest. So serendipitous, yeah. Right? And it's so serendipitous. Because now look at us today. It's just like so different. <laughs> Um, you know, but, the, but there's wonderful people that are still in the industry. Like, I feel like Jennifer Dory is a wonderful representative for the sport. Like she not only stays, you know, uh, lean during her shows, but she also is very responsible post show or Angelica Tichera. She's a very beautiful example. So there's people out there doing it right. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, and again, they- we're only seeing their social media exactly. portrayal of themselves too. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. we can we have that opinion that oh they look like they're doing this really great but behind closed doors they might also be in a pit of despair and looking at identity crisis yeah who am I without this sport who am I without the stage who am I you know yeah right you're so right so you know anyways I I did that and so I basically called myself a serial yo-yo dieter I was an expert at yo-yo dieting and um that you know, makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, I I know it. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So, um, I did that for a bit, and then I realized that I cannot. I'm I'm eating the right things: chicken, broccoli, rice. I'm in the gym for two hours a day, stressing my body out, and you know I'm doing the things. Like, why do I look in the mirror and I and I'm so bloated, or why am I so fatigued, or like why am I just not seeing these results that I'm really textbook bodybuilding and supposed to be achieving. Mm -hmm. And so I started to want more of a holistic balance in my life. I started to, I I do believe that at the beginning, you know, it was started as an innocence and it had a, you know, it had a real big kind of personal goal. And then I did really well. And then ego hit where it's like, I'm amazing at this and not ego is like, I'm better than, but like just ego as in like, I'm looking at my body and food as a number, not as a, what it is it doing for me? Mm. You know, it's how shredded, how many, how many abs can I have? Right. How many plates can I lift? Yeah. Like calories ego. in, calories out. and just, Right. Uh... Yeah. And for preference, for reference, everyone now, I could not, I don't, I do not look at calories or macros whatsoever. And I still coach people, but I coach them through very lifestyle balanced plan because I've been there. And anyways, we'll get, we'll get to that. So whole thing is looking for more of a balanced lifestyle. 
um, found it through another girlfriend who was looking amazing. And, you know, I, I said no to her for trying out this program with her for six years because I was a hard-headed bodybuilder. I know what I'm doing. What the heck is this? I don't need your, you know, whatever you're recommending. You're not a professional in the industry, like very hard-headed about it. Turned out, I said, I'm just going to try out this detox system for 30 days. I'm not going to tell a soul about it. This is my own journey. As the story always goes, took me two weeks where my stomach was going in instead of pushing out, you know, my energy was through the roof. My workouts were insane. I was recovering a lot quicker. And it really was just an influx of micronutrients. Like truly that's what it was. It was just more regimented eating, having more of an alkaline diet, having, you know, lots of ashwagandha, maca, tribulus, ginseng ginger but just things that my body wasn't getting and I looked up like a freaking Christmas tree from the inside and I felt amazing right so I said okay if I can do this let me see what I can do with my personal training clients brought it in with my personal training clients they were all getting the same results as me because I can be very black and white you know but someone more lifestyle they were getting results and that gave me enough um, you know push to want to go to Arizona to learn more about the company the formulators the science sourcing productions all of the things like I wasn't going to put my name behind something that I didn't believe in right so I went, I did, I learned, great, ticked all my boxes, brought a line to social media. And that's where I was really able to explode my, my online coaching business and bring on other coaches and help them build the infrastructure of their businesses, help them leave the corporate gym and be on their own. And it's been a really beautiful journey with that. But this is the thing, this is where kind of a plot twist is, is I, I'm, I'm a really great social seller. And I know that I'm good, but the thing is, is I didn't really know how to teach it because I, so I went to Grant Cardone, um, sales training university in Canada, one in Canada. And I sat down with the owner and I was like, Hey, I know I'm good at what I do, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And that makes it almost even more dangerous because I can't duplicate or teach myself. Mm -hmm. And so he pulls out his book and he's like showing me a graph and numbers and okay, this is how I built my business and sales and skills and must learns. And but I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm committed to the journey. I want to be the best. I want to help the most people. So I started to really learn about sales and skills and, um, you know, really choked on what this vision of what success should look like. Um, but on the parallel of while I'm reading these very salesy type books, I'm also reading stuff about ascending to the fifth dimension and all of this other things that I cannot deny is just pulling my attention. I'm just so enthralled with this knowledge and I just couldn't stay away from it. So I'm reading these two things in parallel. And I really think that with COVID, um, there was this really constricting of like, oh my gosh, how do I take care of myself? How do I put a roof over my head and food on my plate? You know, and just like how the ocean always goes out and the tide comes in and the sun follows the moon and the pendulum always swings from left to right. It is the contraction and the expansion mm -hmm. of the universe that is really by undeniable law. We can't escape it. So I really realized that 2020, <gasps> suck it up. Oh my gosh, how do we do all of the things, you know? And so coming into January of this year, I said to my husband, fuck it. I'm not going to try anymore. And he's like, what do you mean you're not going to try? And I was like, no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to really just be myself, which I know is so cliche. I get it. But when you're learning about quote unquote, how to be successful and it's like monkey see monkey do, let's just yeah. copy the process and have the same results. I was really re identifying that 
successful people, if nobody can see me on the line, I'm doing my quote, my quotations, successful people don't use emojis and they don't use exclamation marks. They're very straight to the point. So I was trying to do that because I'm like, you know, if you can't, you got to change to see a different result. So like, let's just try this. And I really lost my magnetism. I lost who I am. Like, Sarah, you know, when I message you, it's like emoji town all over the place. I'm just like, <laughs> like, you know, like, and I, and I, all, I, and I, and, and I was trying to almost make an excuse for it. Like, am I not really saying what I'm trying to say and covering up with an emoji? Cause in fear that they're going to think I'm a bitch or like, you know, and that really wasn't the case. I just like to use emojis and I find them very expressive. Like what else are they there for? I like them. So mm -hmm. January is like, I'm going to use my emojis again. I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to have a conversation before it was like, okay, business hours structured. Okay. If this conversation is not going to add value to where I want to go, like it all came from a good place, mm -hmm. but come January, I was like, I just want to have deep connected relationships, deep connected conversations. I just want to be myself. I'm just going to be the spiritual hippie that I am call myself a luxury hippie. Cause it's still like nice things, but I still like to be a hippie at some points. Like I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to talk. And I, maybe it was in fear that I didn't feel like the world was ready for, you know, the way that I like to speak and, and view spiritualism and all the things, but really it was my own story I was making up in my head because there's such a, such a community out there that is in complete resonance. I mean, you just saw I was at the, the Conscious Life Expo and I still like to go wearing a nice suit, wearing a beautiful dress with a collar. Like, I just like that. And, you know, Sarah, can you not totally um, resonate with this or admit that this is true in regards to bodybuilding? If you're walking in an expo, everyone's like, oh, like, like, look at her muscles or her, her ass is so flat or like nobody would really like kind of compliment you. I feel like you and I were really different because we always were very like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful, babe. You know, we were always like that. But being at For this sure. expo, right, but being at this Conscious Life Expo, I kind of looked different than everybody there. Like I, I wasn't the typical, you know, um, genie pants type deal. Um, and I was so enwrapped in so much love there. So many people were like, oh, my gosh, I love your suit. Oh, my gosh, you look so beautiful. Like it was just compliment city. And I was like, these people are so kind they're so giving they're so unapologetic like I did not have any sense of judgment whatsoever and it felt like home and so anyways January kicked in I said F it I'm not going to try and so I was like you know what I think that while I'm trying to learn all these sales skills and all of the things how have I truly gotten to where I am well when I was reading all these sales skills I was also reading other books and it really taught me about the laws of stratospheric success. And that was what I was looking for this entire time, why I went into the Grant Cardone office. It gave me finally a title to what I was doing so that it was teachable, i.e. the law of value. Your true value is determined by how much you can give with no expectation to return, mm -hmm. to receive, right? Like stuff like that. Like that's what I've been doing my whole life, but I didn't really know that it was, there was a title for it. But now that I knew it, I was like, oh, I can teach it. So I started with teaching the laws of stratospheric success, a five-day sprint, one hour a night for five nights in a row. And that really acts as a door opener for people, for them to realize that one, there's people that think just like them. Two, there's bigger, more divine, you know, uh, frequencies in the universe that are working in your favor. Uh, the universe really only knows yes and abundance works like a boomerang and really showed people that you can 
pull things out of the quantum in the fifth dimension all the way up to the 11th and collapse it all the way into your third 3D reality. And that's really what it is, is we are playing in the matrix right now. So I'm now I launched stratospheric success. So really it's a fifth dimensional way of playing in the 3D matrix, teaching people to honor their abilities, not their disabilities. For one example, I have a beautiful soul on our, on our, in our classes who she thinks a million thoughts in an hour. And of course, clarity equals velocity. So really helping her get clear on what vision would she like to start with first. But this went into, why don't you create a thought journal? Like every time you think something, write it down. Like, let's just get mm -hmm. pen to paper and start actualizing these things. And we're going to see common variables and we're going to create some really great clarity out of there. But from that came like different entrepreneurial ideas. I don't want to kind of give it all over right now because it's, it's her baby right now she's working on, but we were able to turn her quote unquote disability into her ability and now teaching how can we create your product, market it in a soulful sales way. That's the next course I'm coming out with, soulful sales. Because I do believe like the contraction of the universe, it's time for expansion. And where we cannot be, we got to give ourselves grace. We cannot be upset and put judgment. And I was like this and the world is like that. And I hate this and F people and all of the things. No, it's time for expansion to realize you're going to get where you want to go by helping other people so for me even with that that progression of nutrition what we were originally talking about is you know nutrition for me started as getting my confidence back with my son's dad to totally abusing my body and looking at food as a number for competing to finally nourishing my body and learning about things that I feel like are heavily under attack in our bodies, i.e. our pineal glands. I, you know, I know all of your listeners are of the conscious type. So everyone, I know you all agree with me right now when we are under attack with our spiritual antenna. So, Absolutely. right. And so that's, you know, anyway, that's, that's just been my progression with nutrition. It's just been from a very 3D ego all the way now into, hey guys, I'll help lead the charge. Like I, I, I will be a, an advocate and a standing person be like, Hey, I was the pot calling the kettle black. I've launched a ton of weight loss challenges, but now I want to have a whole different conversation with you. We're talking 5d wellness, 5d nutrition. Like let's take this next level and give you your power back because on this new earth, we all know the only way we're going to ascend there is by becoming the highest, best versions of ourselves learning how to expand our electromagnetic field to be able to bring more people into our positive light opposed to slipping into their darkness because it's happening. And I love all of these pieces of your journey and just everything that it speaks to. And it really reminds me actually of a conversation that I had yesterday with Dr. Dan Engel. And he speaks to something called boots on the ground. And he says like, walk the walk, right foot, left foot. Like if you yourself as whoever you are in this world and whatever act of service you're in, if you have not navigated the depths similar to those that you are helping guide other people through, you will not be able to truly be an example and a representative and a guide and a leader and a light in that realm. And so I think where you are really channeling into this power and tapping into this immense potential that you have in doing such incredible work in the world is because 
of how your journey unfolded and how you had to navigate all of those depths of your health going down the drain of you essentially losing yourself and then stepping into the business realm and trying to just do what you said, like the monkey see monkey do and trying to just follow the step-by-step process as laid out by other leaders. Mm -hmm. And then coming back to this realization that where the real magic happens is when you integrate all of the lessons that you've learned and all the darkness that you've walked and you bring that to the surface and you amalgamate everything into your own unique expression. Totally. Because copying somebody else. Yeah. Copying somebody else, walking somebody else's footsteps will get you to a certain point and following the ABCDEFG XYZ steps certainly has its benefits but where our true power and magic lies is when we come to the recognition that we have unique gifts mm-hmm. and you we are the creator. So many of them. And thank so you. I, I love, thank you for sharing this part of your story, because I think for the listener, it's so powerful to realize that I think every single one of us, if you just drop into this moment and spend like two minutes, just reflecting Every one of us probably has an area and a facet in our life right now where we're trying to do something or be someone based on what we think is quote unquote right or quote unquote successful as per what we have been taught in this human experience. And if we allow ourselves to come to that recognition and actually say, you know what, like this is what really feels in resonance with me to do, to say, to speak on, to create in this realm, that is where things start to just catalyze and you start to ride this roller coaster of abundance and radiance and everything that you are being such a beautiful example of in the world. Totally. And you you know what I think on that too, Sarah, is like, one, like we said, the law of authenticity is the best gift you have to give to the world is yourself. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you come to realize that you have a divine gift that stands out beyond any others, that is your gift. And where many children, even with quote unquote disabilities, actually have true abilities. But I understand anyone who's listening right now who is feeling stuck or feeling like they have to do this this way to achieve this thing. But I'll just say one, you're leaving out, you're leaving no room for miracles to happen in your life when you're super, you know, A plus B equals C, like you said. And I also want to empower all of you with who says you can't do what you want to do. Who says like, I literally just decided at the beginning of this year that I have a divine innate understanding of the laws of the universe because I've been following it my whole life. And I did not wait for some degree to tell me that I'm worthy enough to make something out of it. And of course, if you want to be a neurosurgeon, like you should probably go to school for that. You know, like <laughs> there's, there's, there's kind of some things, yes. but all, but when my son came home the other day, and he gave me his report card and his head was down and he said, okay, mom, you can get, you can get, I can get in trouble now. You can get mad at me now. I was like, Mason, did you not learn how to make mochi last weekend? He's like, yeah. And I was like, did you not offer to water your neighbor's grass? We live in Florida now, right? We just moved from Canada down 
the Florida, did you not just offer to water your, your neighbor's grass to make some extra money? And you thought about how you can include your friends and you have your own little entrepreneurial venture. And he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, I am so proud of you. And I, to be honest, could not give two hoots what this report card says. It does not define you, does not make my love for you any more or any less. And to be honest, I, I, I really don't even get, I do not even agree with the school system. I actually am in the, and this is where, Hey, you guys, if you're listening and you're like, there's a limit, like my kid has to be in school. How do you know that? Have you looked into the possibilities, other possibilities of your children, what you can do? Like I looked into it for here in the state of Florida, and this is the best state to do homeschooling. Cause there's like three different ones. There's you know, there's a type of homeschooling where you sit down and you teach in front of them and you teach them. Then there's a community one where there's like six families and each week they rotate through each other. Or there's one that you literally don't even need to get your curriculum approved by anybody. You just have to show progression at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year. So like two plus two versus two times two. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the process of getting my SSN number so I can take my son out. So I can take him to the pyramids to go learn about Egypt from in, in front of his eyes, you know, instead of a textbook or go to Japan to learn how to make mochi, you know, and, and how to make uh, bubble tea is his passion, what he wants to do. Like, I want to go teach mm-hmm. him those things. And do you want to know something too, Sarah? I said that to someone in the gym the other day and their response was, well, that's what happens when he got money like that. Right. And I was just like, whoa, like, like and that was it. And, and, and I felt like, you know, this is where we've got to really, I know everybody who listens to you does do this, I'm sure, but really using your own discernment and really asking the question further and not taking the limit as face value to what it is, i.e. why could Denny ask, you know, how do you do that? Or I would love to make money like that, like an invitation to grow opposed to just like, it's out of the cards for me. Absolutely. Like it, right. It's, and it's so that's like, why. Yeah. They're just projecting that person was just projecting a self-limiting belief essentially and language. Oh my goodness. Like we could do a whole podcast on the power of your words because again, your everything spells. is energy. So like, yes, you're, it's called spelling for yeah. <laughs> spelling. You are casting spells with it's- your words, with your language. So mm-hmm. if you project that upon somebody like, oh yeah, it must be nice to have all that money so you can do all that versus, wow, how incredible that you've created those opportunities for yourself. I'd love to know more because I'd love to also create those opportunities for myself as well. And I am currently in a process of creating that abundance mentality, right? Like exactly. So different. So different. And then again, you and I can do this whole shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda done this. But you and I both know this person's on their own soul journey. It's not us for us to understand. We don't need to understand. We just send them love and we hope that they one day see the light. But that's where people like you, Sarah, who's putting yourself out there to really help shift perspectives for people and get them to push beyond their own limits, just based off of all the connections that have made a difference in your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for, for creating this podcast and for, I, I, and, and like, you're literally like my idol because I tell everyone about you. She was an ultrasound tech and she went through the fire and then she sold all of her stuff and drove down to Arizona. And she's all in these different vortexes and all of the things like you're truly one of the most courageous people I know. 
And um, I, I just love you a lot. I'm so grateful for our friendship. And I am so grateful for you too. And for the listeners too, I also just want to speak to the importance of who you surround yourself with. And this is a large reason why I have never, ever, ever given up on our friendship and have always pursued maintaining that connection. And so have you, but it's because, I mean, I will fully admit personally that I'm currently working on some very deep abundance wounds and you are such a beautiful example of what is possible in that realm. And so that's why I am hopping on Zoom calls with you and reaching out to you constantly and signing up for your course and really striving to just immerse myself in your energy and the knowledge that you're putting out there. Because again, you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with most. And I want you to be one of those five people for me because I see so much in you and your life in as a reflection of what I want. And so many of our dreams and visions for our future are in Mm -hmm. such alignment that it's like, it's just unquestionable for me. Like, okay, well, this is what I want, what she is currently creating. So hell yes, I am going to be getting closer to her and learning from her and following her and continuing to foster this relationship because this is how we grow is by surrounding ourselves with the people who are doing what we want to do. And you're also one of those people who just truly everyone in your life, everyone that you touch, you are just amping them up and pumping their tires and making them truly believe that it is possible, whatever that it is for them. And so I just, I appreciate you so much and how you show up in the world. And I just want to emphasize this point for our audience that if you are struggling in certain areas of your life and you are not seeing the results that you want, one of the things you can ask yourself is who are the five people I am surrounding myself with the most right now? And are those five people, people that I aspire to be more like? And if they're not, I highly, highly, highly with so much love encourage you to start reassessing those relationships and whether they are a fit for you going forward and creating healthy boundaries right it's like and thank you i receive your words sarah i really appreciate those words um but it is about setting healthy boundaries because when you do you also offer the opportunity for the other person to grow um for example like you know um i know we both have interesting relationships with our moms Um, and it doesn't mean that we don't love them any less. It's just that they're not part of that daily five, um, that we surround ourselves with and we create healthy boundaries around that. And if you're struggling and you're like, I don't even have people that I want to be like around me. And I don't even know where to find these people. Even if the, the people you spend the most time around with, you know, is in the ears in your podcast of, of, of influences that you aspire to be like that really raise your vibration like make those people, your five best friends, your five imaginary best friends. And I guarantee you, you're going to le- listen to those podcasts. You're going to listen to this content. There's going to be an offer to go to this workshop and then you're going to meet someone there and then they're going to be like you. And the more that you raise your own vibrational frequency, the universe is always listening. That's the whole point. They're going to start bringing people that are meant for you to you, but you first have to 
make the move yourself. The universe is going to put all these opportunities in front of you, but you literally have to open the door. It'll put the door there, but you got to open the door. Right? Yeah. So anyways. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. So oh. now that we've come to a better understanding of who you are, I would love for you to share what maybe the top two lessons you've learned so far on this trajectory have been and what you're aiming for next as far as your personal growth and development. What I've learned the most, uh, number one, I would say, listen to your heart. Listen to the little voice in your head. Follow your happiness. Follow your joy. Even if it's riding horses or, you know, something that you feel like, and I'm not necessarily saying everything needs to be an income producing activity. However, I really want to emphasize that to be able to make more of an impact in this world, it requires monetary value to do that. And it's fine. You don't need to have all of the money in the world to be able to make an impact. You can make an impact with nothing. But all I'm saying is that the degree that I aspire to help people at will require a large financial monetary value. Mm -hmm. And instead of manifesting what it would feel like to have a million dollars, I manifest how it will feel when I give away a million dollars. And it's just a different way of thinking about it, a little bit of a perspective shift. And I do have a mantra I want to share with everyone at the end of this for for us all to say together to help raise your financial abundance. Um, So yeah, I think number one would be to follow your heart, follow your little voice. It's never wrong. You're going to think you should do things one way because it kind of makes more sense. Logically, logic is the killer of all dreams, 3D. Okay. But when you really sink your teeth into just who you are, the law of compensation states that your true income is determined by how many people you can serve and how well you serve them through your law of authenticity. The best gift you have to give to the world is yourself. So if you're yourself and you're serving people with no expectation to receive anything in return, or you are serving people and you're serving them well, the money will come and you will be able to continue to expand yourself and be able to help more people. And then I believe the second one is to, for everyone to really, really learn and take personal responsibility that maybe you weren't taught how to make money or how to invest it or how to get it, keep it, save it, duplicate it, make it work for you. First step is acknowledging you're in that position. Second step is releasing any kind of negative emotions around that or any kind of blame that people weren't teaching you the things and taking that personal responsibility to know that there are people out there that are dedicated to teaching you those things. And if you see a gap in your knowledge, fill it because it's there. And you can become financially abundant finances. If you think money is evil and that you need to give away everything to be truly happy and have nothing to be happy. I'm here to say that that is just a version of a story that you can decide to subscribe to or not. I don't subscribe to it. It's also a huge self-worth wound too, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. in order to believe that we 
are worthy of abundance, we also have to believe in the worth and the value of what we're putting out in the world. And then comes in the authenticity piece, because if we're not actually being truly authentic, then we aren't going to have that belief because subconsciously we're going to know that we're not showing up as our truest self, that we're not Mm -hmm. actually showing up for others in the way that we want to. And then comes that vibrational frequency of shame and guilt or that victim mentality of, oh, well, I wasn't taught how to do this, which I will raise my hand and say that I definitely was there for a period of time. And just like my parents didn't teach me how to invest. My parents didn't teach me about money. I never learned the importance of all these things. I never learned the detriment of putting money on credit cards, like all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, like, woe is me. Like, poor me. I didn't learn all of this. And now it's like, okay, well, that's great. Do you want to stay there? Or what are you going to do about it? Because we can snap ourselves out of that and shift that mentality to, okay, I didn't learn that, but it's possible because look at how much knowledge and information and resources are out there. So let's turn this into my superpower instead of the shackles that are holding me back from becoming the greatest version of myself. And even think too, like about our parents, like they were probably the most heavily programmed bunch out there. Like they, they weren't taught those skills because they were hidden from it because they didn't want personal power. So we are the new earth. We are the new generation. We're breaking those generational curses because we, and I, and again, like if you think that the internet is evil and all these kind of things, like only what you put energy out to is truth. And if you think it's evil, then that's what you're perpetuating and putting out there. But uh, thank goodness it's out there because I can learn everything that I don't know through a couple hours on a, on a YouTube channel, absolutely free, you know? So taking that personal responsibility and really one digging into who you truly are, listening to your inner voice two, really working on your money mindset, because how many beautiful people out there with great messages are not able to support themselves because they feel even guilty of charging for their service because they feel like if they truly want to help the world, then everybody should have access to it. So everybody should be doing it for free. And I get that. And that's such a beautiful heart. But if you shift your perspective and your belief system, then different things come true. And what I mean is when I charge for a class, I see it as I'm giving the opportunity for this person to work on their abundance vibrations, Mm -hmm. meaning this person is going to not make a decision at where the puck currently is, but where the puck is going, who are they becoming that can afford to take this course? Because if you don't, I'm not, this isn't, you know, remember anything I say is just perspective. It's not even infinite truth. Like use your own discernment. All I'm saying is that when somebody says, yes to their education or yes to something they feel like is going to move them forward they're taking action in their life and they're giving that vibrational frequency that i can bring in more i have enough i believe in the person i am becoming opposed to making a decision from lack of i'm i'm i can't afford this i i i i won't be able to pay my bills and which you know maybe your truth but if we're trying to shift the paradigm We have to shift the mindset around it, meaning if you believe in true abundance, that we are these tiny, teeny, tiny little microcosms of the universe, that there's unlimited possibilities and realities out there, 
that if you say yes to this opportunity that's coming to you and you believe in abundance to your full heart, you're going to radiate those vibrations and it's like a freaking boomerang. It's going to come right back and you don't need to know how you're going to pay your bills because it's going to happen because you believe it and miracles are working in, in your favor in your life. So that's where I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this, who does beautiful soul work, energy work, sound healing, all of the things, energy, everything like you deserve to be compensated for your work and your education and your energy. And money is just a form of energy. It's just a 3D object of a slowed down molecule, slowed down vibration that we can hold. Like you deserve that. And we're only going to raise people up the more that we give them these opportunities to level up themselves. But if you're financially dis disabled, we'll say, okay, you don't have those finances. How are you going to continue to emit that positive energy to be able to keep moving yourself forward and believe in what you're doing and help raise people up? And again, it's going to be different for everyone. I'm sure there's some yogi on here that's going to listen to that and be like, I don't agree with that. That's okay. No judgment. Fifth dimension, no judgment. I don't judge you. You don't judge me. I'm just trying to put the most amount of wealth I can in the hands of good people. That's my mission. And I would love to add something to this as well, is that coming from a place where I used to give a lot of services and material and stuff away for free, I will also speak to the fact that when there isn't a form of energy exchange there, when someone does not actually invest in themselves their dedication and the amount of subsequent energy investment that they put into that reflects in the same form of lack. Like when you do not invest in something, you do not put the time and energy and have the reverence for that thing to then get the subsequent results that are possible for you. So for example, I used to do calls for free with people when I was just getting into this. And yeah, to a certain extent, it was great for me to just have the experience. And I was grateful for that. For sure. And I noticed that the people that I was offering my services to for free and doing these free coaching calls and free breath work and yada, 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 they weren't changing because right. there was this subconscious belief that, oh, well, like Sarah is always available for me. So I can just show up with my complaints and my quote unquote disabilities that we're calling here. And she'll listen to me and she'll give me empathy and advice. And that's always going to be there, but they weren't actually really shifting who they were. And then as soon as I put out that energetic vibration of, okay, well, like this is what I'm worth. And this is the value of the services that I'm offering. And so this is the energy exchange that I'm asking from you in return. It's wild how that shifts when you ask somebody to invest, whether that's financially or with an exchange of services or what have you, but even think about like, if somebody were to gift you something that's really expensive versus if you were to actually work your butt off to put away that money to then go out and purchase it for yourself. 
you are very likely going to treat that object with a great deal of respect and reverence and care when you know how much time and energy you had to put into being able to invest into that. So it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with any of these services. It's like as a practitioner, as a healer, whatever you want to call yourself, you have to believe in the value of your worth. And you have to know that when you demand an energy exchange, and maybe demand is not the right word, but when you set the bar, you will invite people to rise to meet you there. Totally. Totally. Command. When you command the room, when you command. Um, And two, it's like, again, I just want to really encourage people pushing past their limits as in, why do you look at a course and think that'd be great, but I can't afford it. Why don't you just try to shoot your shot? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you you can't make. What can you afford? Why don't you try emailing and being like, Hey, love your course. Really want to do it. Super invested in it, but I can only afford to put X amount down. Is that something that you could work with? Can we work out a payment plan? What do your structures look like? Like we need to stop taking things as like, okay, well, that's what it said. That's what the website said. So that's fact, you know, like push it, push the limit, get outside of the box, make things work for yourself, just figure it out. And you know what? It's not on you to decide whether this person will manipulate their prices for you or not. You shoot your shot, see what happens. And if the person has really great personal boundaries and understands their value, they'll probably say something. They're going to say something back. Like you just don't know. And it's not on you to figure it out. It's on you to figure it out for you, not on what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Push it, push a limit a little bit. Absolutely. You look really beautiful right now, Sarah. I wish they could see you. Cause you look like, it's like, I, I honestly, even your, your, even just your, your presence has just changed so much over the years of just like, you look so vibrant and youthful and like dewy yet like glowing and your hair is gorgeous and, and full and you just look so healthy. I love you. I and I could see you. honestly, I appreciate that comment so much. Like when people comment on my energy now, that is to me, it means more to me than any comment mm. I ever received about my body in the bodybuilding mm. industry like oh my god you're so shredded oh my god you're so- <laughs> look at your ass look at your delts like hey when somebody you have, is you like your ass. energy is radiant I'm like thank you <laughs> but thank right. you fully received I like you the peach is juicy how about and- the fact that does anybody know you from like back in the day when you used to dance and then you used to be like, I don't know how to dance. And now that's like all you do all over the place. Like, I still, Hey, I still don't know how to dance. I just have <laughs> accepted myself as cringe and liberated my soul on the dance floor. So I just vibe with the music. And- no, but what is it called? Now there's actually a title for it. Is it, is it the erotic dance, right? Is this what it is? Or, or uh, ecstatic dance? It's oh, ecstatic dance. <laughs> I was like, like, um, I was like, what is that? Sign me up for it. I need to know more about this erotic dance. You have my attention. Oh my god! I feel like that's what most of my dancing is anyway. (laughs) Erotic, ecstatic dance. You're always a professional. You're just trying to fit yourself in this box of what dancing should look like. When like, man, you've been a professional ecstatic dancer for years. You know? Oh yeah, (laughs) yes. 
yes, I will fully embrace that title. I'm a professional ecstatic dancer. Have okay. been for years. <laughs> I would love to just catapult off of that comment though, because mm. so much, and I know this is true for you as well, because you give off that same vibe. You are like, your energy is just radiant. Your skin is glowing. And it's funny because we both came from a very similar place of like, we were so meticulous about tracking our calories and like tracking macros and being in the gym for hours on end. And we were like focusing on quote, like health from the outside in. And now we're both focusing on health from the inside out and really paying attention to what is the quality of what's going into my body. Because when it was calories in calories out, it was like, okay, well I can eat this sugar-free fat-free, whatever, because it's sugar and fat-free and the calories are low, but flip the package over and look at, it's filled with aspartame and fillers and gums and all of this stuff. That's like, okay, it might keep you quote unquote skinny, but what is that actually doing to your energy, to your prana, your mm. life force energy? And so mm. I would love for us to just kind of vibe on this topic now that you are really stepping into and embracing this realm and speaking out about spirituality and the impact of energy, whether it comes to food or your thoughts or anything like what have you found the most significantly impactful for you for your mental, physical, and spiritual health when it comes to all of these variables, like food, the water that we're drinking, the thoughts that we're thinking, all of these kind of things. I would love for you to just oh. go go on an Adri tangent on this because it's it's very <laughs> Get on it. uh number one is actually slowing down. Like the the, the whole slow down to speed up. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, and really taking your outdoor time super seriously. And uh, again, I feel like this is so baseline for all of your listeners. Cause they're all like, Duh, like we got to slow down or like, we got to breathe. We got to, you know, be in the sun. But for me, this is what made a huge change was my morning routine used to be wake up, do fasted cardio, yeah. sweat, right. Stress on the body. And now I wake up, I, I don't even set my alarm, to be honest, because I know my son's going to come in my room and give me a kiss before he leaves mm-hmm. to go to school or my, or my daughter is going to cry. So I try to stick <laughs> with my circadian rhythm. I, I well, you know, like I, I kind of know I got my own natural alarm clocks, i.e. being my kids. Yeah. And so uh, first thing is look at the sun. Somebody remember uh, one of our, uh, Sarah, you were in class on Sunday and someone said, look at it but what about your sunglasses I was like that's a lie it's a lie <laughs> take another the one sunglasses <laughs> off also no, just off. being clear here that when we tell you to look at the sun there is also so this is actually a scientific mm. practice called sun gazing but this is not at the peak uv no, hours of no, the day no. this is the like, first hour that yeah. the sun has risen so between zero to whatever o'clock it is that the sun rises to the hour after that to Mm -hmm. actually go out and look at the sun and you start in small increments like you start with like five to ten seconds of looking directly at the sun with no sunglasses on and yes this is all scientifically backed information it helps your circadian rhythm it helps the release of your happy hormones it helps Mm -hmm. so many things 
Um, but yes, I just wanted to clarify that so that our listeners aren't going out at like three in the afternoon, like staring just, at the sun and yeah. then messaging me being like, I can't see. I know. Right. <laughs> Disclaimer. We're not doctors. Yeah. We're not, we, we're just heavily, you know, enthralled with his uh, information that we're just sharing what has made an impact in our lives, but we don't treat care, diagnose any kind of medical issues or but you cannot sue us. Done. Okay. Yeah. By listening <laughs> to this, Thank you. you have, you have soundly agreed. Okay. So there we go. Um, so wake up, uh, try to do it as naturally as you can look at the sun i then now what i've been incorporating in which is very new is breath work breath work before meditation and then doing a meditation really connecting with the grid connecting with the universal energy the light force really visualize and really understand that meditation really is concentrated focus there's no right or wrong way to do it but i've been really learning about it i tried doing it without knowing and just feeling and it was great but now i'm learning more about actual like kind of techniques and stuff anyways um breath work meditation and then i take my adaptogens so like ashwagandha maca tribulus ginseng ginger bacopa etc i take my my vitamin shots i have warm lemon and lime water with a little bit of apple cider vinegar and pink himalayan salt warm water um and then i read and i love to read and i forgot i i I left reading for for many years i left it even though i always loved it and i just cannot stop reading now i love to read and then i wake and then my daughter wakes up and we have creative play we do not put on the television i actually put on like a 432 hertz on the tv which there's a little bit like it's from youtube there's like some kind of you know, rhythmic pattern going, but that's enough for her. And, and we have that. And so while I read, she plays with her blocks and whatnot. Um, P.S. Also, if there's any parents out there that, you know, I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just trying to help educate. And I will actually want to teach a class being 5D parents yes. or, you know, children in the so fifth needed. dimension. Right. Um, you know, a lot of parents want to put on like Coco Melon and um, these other shows on like Disney Plus and what have you. And they've been scientifically proven to, um, reduce focus, reduce concentration, create more anxiety-ridden tr- children because they're so heavily stimulated. So something that I like to put on for my child is called Baby Einstein. And when you watch the difference between Baby Einstein and any other children program on any kind of Netflix or Disney Plus platform, the main difference you see is that they're like, the, the baby Einstein are like hand puppets or like real animals mm-hmm. and and prominent shapes and colors that everything moves pretty slow and it's a calm voice with like a Mozart in the background and it's still entertaining for my daughter she still loves it but when I put on something like she used to love chicken squad on Disney plus and it's just everything is moving so quickly and there's things happening and moving and grooving. And like these the children, they can't pay attention to all of these things that are happening. And we mm-hmm. think that we're, you know, we need to put it on so that we can do some things for ourselves and clean the house and whatever. And I get it. I'm a parent. I get it. But there's other things out there that we can do for our children that will have them be just as occupied where you can still do your, your, your things, your, your responsibilities without the without at the, the 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 disadvantage that we're giving to our children never mind now you throw in red dyes and all this stuff I literally told my son you don't want to eat Takis because there's red dye 40 in there and those are small dick chips like I mean <laughs> okay so for the listener who doesn't get this joke 
red okay. dye red well any dye any artificial food coloring that is added to mm. foods um it basically enhances estrogen so right. <laughs> like, you know if you got, chips if, if you got, if you kind got of an if inside you, joke but <laughs> like if you're working with something that's not that big that's okay I'm not here to hate and shame no judgment all I'm saying is that for my son to understand because when I tell him son you eat these red dyes they're gonna mess with your endocrine system he's like endo what like anything some nuts but I may say Mason don't eat that those are gonna make you have a small dick and small dick <laughs> chips like he gets it like yeah. you, you kind of gotta like layman's terms the like the real stuff you know just to get the point across and I still say endocrine system I try not to dumb them down but I mean, if I'm really trying to get him to not eat the flaming hot Cheetos, it's because you're going to get a small wiener, son. So stop it. You know, it hits. It hits. All I'm saying, it hits. Okay. So um, creative play with my daughter and then making sure to move my body every day. And it is not in the same way that I used to where it's lift, 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 wait, wait, wait. It's like if I can go outside and want to push her in my stroller or, you know, or I, I go for a walk or I do some yoga or, or I do go and lift weights. I love lifting weights. I, I always love the gym or I work out in my, in my garage. Like I live in such a flow where I'm just like, Hey, I know I'm going to be able to exercise at some point today. So if it didn't be at this time slot, but maybe it's that time slot, I don't know. I'm just committed. I'll figure it out. Um, and that's really my routine. I just make sure to eat a lot of nutrients. I love fasting. Um, I do full 24 to 48 hours to let my body rest and digest, really give my liver, kidneys and pancreas the opportunity to actually detoxify my body, which was going to help decalcify your pineal gland, right? Um, I think that's a really huge thing that people can do and not for weight loss or weight gain. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about let's fast so we can lose some pounds and get into ketosis like that. That's not what I'm saying, folks. I'm saying just give your body the opportunity to just rest and digest and and just go for a walk that day don't lift heavy your body's doing a lot on the inside um and then i was really learning about how much emphasis we have on on starting our days with a routine but how imperative that is to actually as you prepare for the day you prepare for the night Mm. and my next venture that i'm really getting into is um i took a lucid dreaming class Mm, and i I i'm so excited to learn more about this Yes, I'm so excited to teach more about it. Um, And actually, Erica and I have been able to communicate in our dreams twice so far. Um, One time we we say before we go to bed, let's say a word and write it down and just really continue to say the word and write it down. And we'll just see in the morning if we thought of each other's word, if we can remember what it was, if we were mm-hmm. speaking to each other. We even say like, I'll meet you on the Pleiadian star system. Like, I'll meet you there, sis. Okay, like <laughs> we just have these jokes, um, but partially not joking. And so one night I, I was like, I don't know what it was, but last night I just like shot out of bed. Like I just woke up and it was just like really weird. And she's like, dude, I literally said, wake up in my dream. And I was like, oh. <gasps> She's like, and then I actually kind of laughed because I thought it was kind of mean that I was saying that, but I was actually trying to wake you up. And I was like, oh my gosh, you did. And so that happened. And then one other time was when we said abundance. We both had the word abundance and we said it to each other at the same time. We're like, whoa, like it was just, it's really cool. So yeah, really getting into lucid dreaming and really starting to learn how to prepare myself for the night. So I think the biggest things and differences out of, then versus now is the whole take care of yourself and slow down because if you truly believe in abundance then 
when you read and return the message is when you are supposed to read and return it. When you were supposed to go and do this activity, but really it happened at this time was when that was actually supposed to happen. And just really live in true flow of like, the universe only knows yes, it only knows abundance. We're the only one that creates resistance in our lives. So if you just know that if you're a little bit late, well, that's when you're supposed to be. And if you're a little bit early, well, that's when you're supposed to be. And I'm not trying to be rude. And I understand about respecting people's time and not being late for appointments. But I also know that if I'm a little bit late, maybe that's the lesson that person needs to learn that they need to let go a little bit. And who knows? That's not even for me to understand. I'm just going with the flow, man. My life took me here at this time. And I, I it's not for me to understand, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So slowing down to speed up is really it for sure and that was a huge huge lesson for me as well and one of the things that I was so grateful for when I hit my physical rock bottom with my gut health and hormonal health was like that was it was kind of a non-negotiable at that point to slow down and so yeah I was just forced to really slow down and sit with the emotions and with everything that comes up when you slow down. And I think that is also such a powerful point about slowing down is because like our society currently we operate in such a go, go, go mentality. And even when you are touching on the things that your kids are consuming, like so much external stimulus, right. And so much focus on this go, 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 go. And then we wonder why we have anxiety. We wonder why our children are being diagnosed with ADD. Anxiety and ADD are two most overdiagnosed and actually like so many of cases of anxiety and ADD are not actually truly anxiety and ADD. And I'm not saying that true clinical anxiety and ADD don't exist because they do. And so much of the cases that we are seeing in today's society and today's children especially are because our brains and our bodies were not wired to be in this constant state of go, 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 which elicits a fight or flight response, which activates our cortisol and our stress hormones, which just drains our adrenals. It promotes that calcification of the pineal gland that we've been talking about this hyperstimulation from electronics and devices and these programs that we're putting on for children it's all causing our brain to be like split off in a million ways which is purpose add and it's like it's perpetuating the symptoms of add and anxiety but it's it's so manageable by changes in lifestyle and what we're consuming and how we're operating in the world and if you're not familiar with the science behind this, I, I really, really, really highly recommend going and picking up the book, The Body Keeps Score and Gabor mm. Mate's new book called The Myth of Normal, because literally mm. all of these things are what we have defined as normal in our society and normal for how our bodies are operating. And it is not, it is not normal to have anxiety and I'm not demonizing it. I'm not saying that if you have anxiety or you have a child with ADD or you've been diagnosed with ADD yourself, that there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying that there are so many holistic ways and things we can implement in our everyday that sound really small and insignificant, but they truly will heal 
that's that I mean that's what they everyone needs to really realize is everything that's happened to you has been on purpose it's we are we are under attack and our children the most because it's the next generation and Sarah you, like anybody who knows you knows that you're not coming from a place of malice or un, or misunderstanding when you just said what you said and if you're thinking that and you're judging her right now then I invite you to rid that judgment and realize it's just a story you're making up in your head and why are you triggered because you're not wrong Sarah when I talk about God to me God is a frequency we are we are we are light beings we are photons we are of light and love and compassion is the highest vibrational frequency love light and compassion is all within us we are the creators and God did not put us on this earth to not be abundant so if you have anxiety it's because of all of these external happenings that have happened to you that have chipped away at your soul being when you are a soul entering your body you are just a vibrational frequency of love and compassion mm -hmm. and then when we're born things happen to us it chips away at us it creates what our perceived reality is but that's not who we are at the core of our being we are love we are compassionate the universe only knows yes and abundance. So if you have anxiety, it's not necessarily your fault. It's been happened to you on purpose for years and years and generations of programming to make you feel this way. But that's where Sarah and I are trying to really give you your power back to help you realize that there are natural remedies out there that can help create a balance in your life center you and ground you that doesn't need to cost a fortune that isn't going to have you being a number to a pharmacist that just gets paid per prescription that they're writing out big pharma and all of the things we're here to help nurture your soul and help you realize who you are and how powerful you are and that you have the true ability to take your power back that's Absolutely. all she meant and i also want to speak to something like when you say we're like quote unquote under attack or like I feel like there's a lot especially in the spiritual community I feel like there are a lot of people who just operate in this mentality that there are evil people running the world and that they're just like trying to control and manipulate us and that like there's so much and yes there's a lot of toxins in our food and the health industry is an industry and there is something to be said for the fact that the medical system is designed not to fix people, but to keep people coming back for pharmaceuticals and all this kind of stuff. Like there are a lot of factors at play here. And I also encourage and empower you to step out of that vibrational frequency of so there true. are just evil people running the world that want to control yeah. and manipulate us. Because I also believe that most of those people who are in government in states of power they actually believe themselves that they're in integrity with what they believe is their purpose and what they're supposed to be doing. And so a lot of them, I really don't feel like are out to get everybody. And we all have our own ability to control our destiny and to take power over our own health and wealth and mentality and healing like the quote says, our trauma is not our fault. 
but our healing is our responsibility. Mm, so love that. Take it upon ourselves to shift out of that mentality that we are not just being controlled and manipulated and suppressed by quote unquote evil people in this world. We have the power within ourselves to be the light, to be the change and to contribute to the healing and the up-leveling of consciousness of humanity. Because as we do that for ourselves, it starts to reflect in all of the relationships around us. Those five closest people to us will start to notice. They'll start to ask us what we're doing, our family, our friends, everything. It's a ripple effect, right? And right. so take your power back, shift right. your mental frequency and the way you view the world and you will literally change your life. Well, you know, I was just in a conference with Foster Gamble, who's the producer for Thrive and Thrive 2. If you guys don't know what that movie is, you really should watch it. Um, it's kind of like Disclosure or the Plandemic, like this kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that, Sure, there's creeps out there in the world that are making a lot of calls for us. Mm -hmm. But the moment that we stop playing victim about it and we take personal responsibility that the way that Satanism works is they have to put they have to hide the truth in plain sight. And then because then that means that you agree to it and that you made that choice. And so realizing that we are in the predicament that we are currently in right now because we chose it. And I know you're like, I didn't choose to give up my medical rights. I didn't choose to, but I get it. I understand, but may I invite you to, to just open your mind for just one moment and to realize that, that there are big changes happening and that one person can change the world. For example, Foster Gamble is saying that they were able to shut down a $1 billion chemtrail project that was supposed to happen within two weeks times within the States. I'll find out exactly where it was um, because they found out about it and they were able to really do the research about it. They were able to file a lawsuit and it only cost them $60,000 to stop a $1 billion chemtrail uh, uh, project. And Mm. that's just, and I understand where like, well, where am I going to get 60 grand from? Stop thinking small. There's people who think just like you go out and find them, figure it out, go to groups, find different people, go to conferences. Like I went to like the whole thing is that what he was saying was that the fact that interest has been sparked in what everything that you and I are talking about right now equals progression. People Mm. are waking up and the truth always resonates the light always wins. And the only way we're going to quote unquote, win this battle is by becoming the highest and best version of yourself. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, better than a da da da. That's not it. But Sarah and I both did not agree what was happening in Canada. And so we both up and left and we created new lives for ourselves. And I get it, but my job and this and I, and the States and no visa, I get it, man. I get it. But that's not the only option. Like figure it out. It's Mm -hmm. all figure outable. And there's people just like you, and you can make a huge difference. And the moment that we take personal responsibility that we did not protest, or we did not stand up for, we did not say, no, this isn't right. And we went with the flow and we did the things that we're supposed to do. That's why we're where we are at right now. But the people, the people are what make the choices. And Absolutely. the people are who, who have the power and you're part of the people. So stand up for what you believe in. Seriously. Mike, drop. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, can, we st- I- can we do a mantra? 
Absolutely. Okay. So for anyone who is wanting to manifest abundance in their life, I learned this one from this weekend listening to Susan Chomsky. Some of you maybe know who she is. She's a best-selling author, wrote like 36 different books. She's amazing. But this one mantra I absolutely love because it's like, you know, when we say like, the, like a universe is very interesting how we said it, it's like a boomerang and how, the way that you manifest, there's a way of manifesting lack as in like, you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, right. So it gets kind of tricky. So a mantra that I absolutely love and I've been sticking with it. And I think everybody can use it is I love money and money loves me. And so she repeats it five times. So let's go, Sarah, five times. All right. I love, I love money, money and, and money, money loves, loves me. me. I love, I love money. money and money and loves money me. loves me. I love money and money and money loves me. I love money and money and money loves me. One more. I, I love money, money and money, money loves, loves me. me. Thank you, God. And so it is. <laughs> And so I really like that because I feel like you can say it kind of anywhere and everywhere you are, but it puts out a very positive vibration of love and you love it and it loves you back. And so it's coming to you, baby. So thank you, God. And so it is. (laughs) So it is. That's what she ended like every, every um, affirmation with. Thank you, God. And so it is. Yes, it is, ma'am. Yes, it is. Beautiful. Um, I'm super curious now, what has been the most profound thing that you've learned at the Conscious Life Expo? Mm, You know, it's not, it's almost like an affirmation of like, okay, I know this. Okay. I I, 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 like check, check, check. Although listening to Foster Gamble, just about his like um, way of reversing the world, like he's on the board for the code of ethics for AI, which I thought was really interesting because a lot mm-hmm. of us are kind of like demonizing AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, really the difference between alien life forms and ourselves is their, their technological advance. Mm-hmm. So if we actually had great moral codes and ethics to follow, like it can really um, evolve our human race. And I thought that was really interesting because even anybody who's done a lot of like human history work and like about the Anunnaki and just you know, where we've come from and different planets and all this kind of stuff. Like there's such an advance, a technological advance out there in the universe that humans don't have. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really profound because it put artificial intelligence and technology in a different light for me. Because I'll admit I was the one, right? Because I was the one as well where it was like, no way am I getting an Oculus and living in a virtual world when I can go outside and put my feet on the ground and toes in the sand. Like that all still rings true, right? Like I still agree with that. Mm-hmm. But there's also um, really great things that technology can do for us and help us reach our star seed, star family out there. And absolutely, where would we be a- without technology nowadays? Right. right? And I, yeah, yeah. There's like when people are demonizing a lot of these apps and stuff like that and saying, oh, they're just collecting your personal information and data, like. I'm pretty sure there's a million ways our personal information and data can be collected. So like if you're getting really hung up on one app or one AI technology or something like that, like, yeah, be discerning and do what feels right for you and use your own intuition and gut instincts. 
but also like, yeah, again, it's like, stop labeling things as evil and demonic and, and negative. It's all in when you. At, we have the power to change everything through how we use it and through how we view it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I thought that was really interesting. And as well as learning the new term of voluntarianism. So he's saying that to move forward into this new world, that it's not about creating a new government. We don't need a government. We need um, a, not even a law, but a rule. And so people were like, he was like, what do you think would be the number one thing that could change humanity? And people were like, love your, love everyone and have compassion and da da da. He's like, okay, that's great. But like, that is like a, a reactive uh, kind of response where mm-hmm. if we have a proactive where he says that the number one rule of ethics should be uh, thou shall do no harm. Mm-hmm. Then that includes mm-hmm. theft. That includes plagiarism. That includes violence. That includes everything under the umbrella of thou shall do no harm and, you know, wars and everything like that's what he says is really going to make the difference. So what voluntarianism is, is it's not a government and everybody and nobody can be even forced or told to do it because they have to volunteer to literally be the best they can be. And, and if they have the ability to build a road, then they build the road. And if they have the ability to do, you know, to grow carrots, then you grow carrots. And it's just this voluntarianism way of living and living by the one number one rule is thou shall do no harm. And I was like, wow, that's very interesting. So what was really cool though, is like, I felt like I was in, I literally was in like a Martin Luther King, King, like I have a dream type moment of Mm. like in an underground um, little venue in in Los Angeles, like listening Mm. to Foster Gamble. And he has this plan of like, and P- and leaders that he's working with around the world to create this new world and how he's actually leaving um, his whole Thrive On website because it's becoming a lot and his energy is better used elsewhere. And he's on the board of Code of Ethics for AI and like all of these things. It's just was really like, wow, like there's big things happening for mm-hmm. us that we don't even know about. So like let go and stop saying I hate the world and I hate humans and people are evil and because that's that's what you're perpetuating that's the energy you're giving out there that's your perceived truth and how are you going to help change people if you're walking around talking like that bringing people into your darkness there's beautiful people out there that are going to bat for us that we don't even know about so just become the best version of yourself stop subscribing to your own story take personal responsibility take your power back eat well fast drink water don't drink tap water. Fuck the fluoride. Okay. Like, can we can like we speak on that for like a hot minute? Oh, I know you love it. Absolutely. <laughs> because again, when you comment on my energy and like my skin and everything, that has been such a massive, like literally it's so tangible. If I run out, I go to Canmore every two weeks and I get glacier water from the spring in Canmore. Wow. And if I run out, when I first started doing this, if I ran out, I would just be like, okay, well, whatever. I'll go tomorrow or the next day. So I'll just drink tap water between now and then. And I would literally get sick. I'm not kidding you. I would literally I don't get sick. Doubt it. Whether or not that was like a flu or a cold, or I would be like crippled in bed with a migraine, or I would just feel like so fatigued, so like brain frog, the anxiety, brain mm. fog, anxiety, just Crazy. not feeling good. 
Mm. And it's amazing when we start to shift things in our diet and our daily routine, sometimes we don't really notice how big the impact is until we go back to our old ways. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like the difference in my energy, my mood, my mentality, my, my skin, my bowel movements, like whatever it is, when, when you see how drastic that difference is, And I mean, this applies to so many things, but we're just going to talk about tap water for a minute. And especially now in Calgary, when they've implemented fluoride back into the water, the thing I find hilarious about people saying, oh, well, fluoride, like there's the, in the small amount that is in your water, it's not going to affect you. Okay. Well, first of all, if you don't think that it's going to affect you, then I would also vouch to say, you're probably not drinking enough water because you should be Mm. drinking four to six liters of water a day. So if you think about how little is in the water, but you're actually drinking an adequate amount of water, think about how much is accumulating in your body over time. And then think about, okay, so like if you pick up a, a, a toothpaste tube of fluoride toothpaste and you flip it over and read the back, first of all, it says use a pea size amount, which we talked about this the other day in commercials. Like you're just like <laughs> lathering it, it on there. It also says do not swallow. When you go to the dentist and you do a fluoride rinse, what does the dentist tell you? Do not swallow this. Spit it out. Swish it around and spit it out. Like, why would I even want that on my gums to soak into my body? Exactly. And so, and not to mention all the other chemicals and toxins and stuff and that are seeping in to our tap water that are getting into our tap water and the things that they're adding to our tap water when you go and you source your water straight from source, source straight from source, literally, mm-hmm. you get <laughs> your water from a spring. And again, I'm not saying just like go dip your bottles in a river because there can be bacteria and everything. Like go to a known clean source of glacier or spring water. And I will also put the link in the show notes. There is a link that I will share with everybody that you can tap on, you can put in your location, no matter where you are on this earth, and it will show you the closest spring water resources to you that you can go to for free and fill up bottles and please be filling up BPA free bottles. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do, we could do a whole podcast on BPA, but we're not going to dive no. into that. You know what Anyways. I also just learned, Sarah, too, what, what blew my ever love in mind was, did you know that when you, you know how they're like, okay, um, make sure you boil your water um, because you need to sanitize it. When you boil, boil fluoride, it turns into fluorine, which is like nth more toxic than fluoride. So think about all of the people that are telling them, like, make sure you boil your water before you make your baby bottles with it. And then you wonder why we have children that have such, such, such big health problems. Let's just put a wide umbrella on it. It's because we're being sold a fucking lie. Like, like we really need to take what we're drinking seriously. We can no longer be willfully ignorant. It's not just eating a McDonald's meal just one day, just because, and it's on the way. And like, whatever one, you know, fries isn't going to do anything like stop it. We know better now. You are impeding your pineal gland. You're messing up your digestive, your gut flora. You're doing so much worse than just calories in versus calories out and how you're going to look. It's like we have the opportunity to take our power back through taking our health seriously. Like we willfully ignorant is not going to pass anymore. You're just going to be another number and part of the system. And that is the honest, hard truth. 
sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, aside from drinking spring water, what are three health tips that anybody can implement that you would recommend people start doing today that are going to make significant changes in mental, physical, and spiritual health? Look at the sun. Do your breath work and meditation. Eat whole foods. Like, so baseline. And let's add a fourth. Move your body. Mm -hmm. Like, move your body. Move that energy. Move that pranayama. Okay? Move that body. Whether it's it's a workout or a walk, it doesn't matter. Whether you're in the sun or the cold, it doesn't matter. Walk up and down the stairs. Put a podcast on. Put some 432 hertz on. Look at the sun. Give gratitude. Oh my gosh. Be so thankful. Um, that's, that's like, it's so basic, but that's the whole kind of point is it's not hard. It's just conscious effort. Mm-hmm. And those are all yeah. free too. Those are all, all free, free to do. Like, yes, if you're feeling lost with meditation and breath work, maybe you do need to go to some classes to feel a little bit YouTube. more confident, but yeah, YouTube, there's so many free videos on YouTube, even Instagram, look up like hashtag breath work or hashtag mm-hmm. meditation or download insight timer, like download the Wim Hof app. There's a free trial with the Wim Hof app for breath work. There are so many free resources out there. So lack of abundance is no longer an excuse. Mm-hmm. Lack of time is also not an excuse because what we is all time? have the same 24 hours in a day and time is an illusion anyways. And Adriana mm-hmm. has two kids. So again, like even when you spoke to before, like how both of us left Canada because we were just not vibing with how things were happening here. And the feedback I got from so many people was, oh, it must be nice to not own a house and not have kids and be able to just pick up and go. Well, guess what? My friend Adriana has two kids and she owned a house here and a business here and everything. And she picked up and went too. So stop making excuses and playing small. Just figure it out. There's people out there willing to help. There's other resources. There's things you can do. Just stop taking things as face value and thinking that is how it is because it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, and it's on purpose to make you think this is all that it is. On purpose to make you feel depressed. On purpose to to have fluoride in your water. On purpose to mess with your your uh, the the skies and the the clouds and the dark and the gray and all of the crops and the fields and the chickens not laying egg all on purpose, but we can shift. We can pivot. We can move. We're the people. We have the power ascend my friends ascend and lock arms with those that are willing to do it and, 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 you know, be on the front lines for that because it's happening. A movement's already going. We're already in the right direction. All you got to do is just lock arms and just stay true to the journey. And it will be, it will return. You're not sacrificing anything. You're going to be so abundant that you don't even know yet. It's like, I love playing this game with my girlfriend, Erica. We always play how good could it get? And we're like, it gets so good that we, okay, how good could it get? And she goes, if we did this and it got so good and like, just sometimes play that with yourself. How good could it get? How good could it get if you just looked up a way to move to the States and how good could it get if you found you know a job that would offer a visa and how good could it get if you moved and sold everything you had and had no materialistic items that you had to worry about and moved down to the states 
How good could it get? And maybe you met some people down there and you networked and they had other opportunities. How good could it get that you started a, a free podcast to put information out there and you started creating a community and a movement? How good could it get? Like, it can literally get so good. We're so abundant. There is no limit. There are endless possibilities. You just have to make a choice. Amazing. I would even also offer instead of how good could it get if, how amazing when? will it feel when? Ooh, love that. Ooh, because you change the could and the if to mm. when. Amazing and will. Yeah, amazing and when 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 yeah when is it when when it happens when I actually create this how amazing will it feel when mm-hmm. and just start speaking those dreams that you have in your heart and soul into existence yeah preach I, love I that. have I've got that one final question for you before I let you go because I know that you probably have a wee little one to attend to it's Um, valentine's day I get to celebrate love today beautiful um (laughs) what are you reaching for what are you letting go of and why I'm reaching for good vibes island so um we uh for any of you <laughs> that has I'm dancing <laughs> over for, here, by the I'm way. Just dancing. Sarah knows all about Good Vibes Island um so I have this vision that Good Vibes Island is filled with the most advanced frequency technology self-healing apparatuses including natural uh food from Mother Gaia beautiful clean water breath work meditation just a place to disconnect and reconnect and to make it extremely affordable, I feel like it needs to be an island so that it's almost like a rehab where you got to get out of your own environment. It needs to have lots of sun. It needs to be difficult to reach by anybody who doesn't agree with it. I want to transmute um, vibrations from the water to the air to spread that around the globe. Um, and those of you that are familiar with scalar wave technology, like the EE systems by uh, Jason Shurka and Dr. Sandra Rose Michael, um, we were just approved for those machines, a 24 unit. So we're currently opening up our first flagship in Kelowna, BC. So being able to help offer healing to people, but I also want the Island to be, um, a place of charity for billionaires because I actually do know a few. And the, what I do know is that they want to give, but they don't have necessarily the time or they don't want to get their hands dirty. So, you know, maybe once a quarter or twice a year, being able to fully sponsor and pay for treatment for people who really need it. So to bring over an airplane full of people who need the healing, come to the Island, experience it free of charge, like any way that I can actually raise the vibrational frequency of the planet and help people heal themselves from the inside out is what I'm stepping into and what I'm so passionate about. And that's why baby steps clone is the first go. Um, an energy healer reader type from Erica said that we're going to open the island on in January 26, 2026. So we're about three years away from that. And I believe wow. it. And what I'm letting go is truly, and I know it's so cheesy and corny, but like limiting, limiting thoughts, um, uh, limiting thoughts, any kind of negative self-talk, which I don't have a lot of, but even just thinking that like, you know, to create this island, like it's going to cost a lot. It's going to create a lot of time, like, but, but to know that it's actually possible Mm -hmm. and everything that I want is 
to do is really just my to-do list and I can. So just embodying that and letting go of space and time, I'm letting go of space and time and I'm fully sub, uh, surrendering to the cosmos and I'm hoping I will be connected with my alien star family one day. <laughs> and like, and actually something that was really crazy, crazy cool um, is I saw Chandler for the first time. Maybe if you're li- viewers are listening, your listeners are listening. Um, Bashar uh, channeled by Daryl Anka, I believe his name is. So he channels Bashar, which is from the Galactic Federation. And he's basically saying that we're going to have alien contact, like a, a big moment of alien contact in 2026 2027 so really looking forward to that by the way anybody who's listening right now if you think that we're the only people in this massive cosmos of the universe then i think you're crazy because i think that's (laughs) crazy to think that we're the only ones here and i want to say that if aliens want to destroy us they could a long time ago they're our friends they're our family they're here to help and the first alien invasion you're ever going to see is going to be america doing it to itself just like it did for 9-11 and so when you see an alien invasion do not be afraid just be like haha you guys are so desperate that you're putting on this spectacle and you're expecting everyone to believe it are you kidding me like et phone home like come to me my family like yeah so that's what i'm leaving behind that's what i'm stepping into and that's what i'll leave your call with today well they've already started this past like two days they've already said that they've been shooting down ufos and all this oh my god i'm like okay what i mean what's next where are the dinosaurs like come on i know let's just bring it all on let's go somebody asked Bashar at the conscious life Mm Expo what's going on with the UFOs and what have you any and he literally said he's like you don't think that we could dodge your missiles like come on you know like you really think that aliens are going to be shooting down from the sky no 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 so my predicament with that is one of two things either one it's the you know they're trying to put aliens on the map which is if we realize why all the movies out there that have included aliens has typically been scary or abductions or you know the movie signs right like mm-hmm. all of these these things that are meant to us to fear aliens which reminder you guys there was a paper that a bill that was written uh, i believe at the end of 2020 or or even last year sorry that had the 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 government had to release all of the information it has about ufos and aliens like mm-hmm. they like government knows they're there like they're here they're there they they've actually never left to be quite real with you And so I think that either what's happening right now is to start um, uh, desensitizing aliens to us and start making us fear them. Uh, Or um, my eyelash tech who goes completely down the rabbit hole with me and that's why I love her, um, which is why it's so important for you to be personable about who you truly are during any kind of service that you do because you're going to find like-minded people and then they're never going to leave you because, well, I'll never leave her, right? Um, and she was like, are we under a nuclear war because this UFO thing's happening and then there's mm-hmm. nuclear uh, 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 like damages happening and, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know, maybe there is, but you know what? None of my business. And I just know that we have beautiful people working on our side and we're on the up and up and there's nothing to be afraid of. The light always wins. So in this new world, we're all either going to take ownership, get love, give compassion and ascend to the fifth dimension or people are going to subscribe to the fear and um, you know, they'll be sad, but that's their soul journey. And essentially mm-hmm. we made a contract with ourselves and we came down to earth and that's just not for us to understand. We just have to love those people and that's it. Absolutely. 
Wow. So those are aliens for you. <laughs> yeah. And just side note, take it from the girl who got kicked out of area 51. That, ah. uh, there are things Air- happening out there. <laughs> Sarah, we have to go together. Like that's on my bucket yeah. list oh, is oh, you and I going. literally, we got to do like survivor style. Like we're going to be like on our bellies and like going with our arms down, like all, all into area 51. It's going to be a blast. Watch like, this podcast my- get deleted. after. <laughs> Watch if it, Adrian, not even be able if to this uploaded. podcast publishes and Adriana and I just both disappear, please come looking for us. I mean, or we either it's the government or the aliens. We were abducted by one. So, you know, 50-50 chance, good or, be, good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cole's but, Notes version of my story at Area 51 is that when I went there, um, I got escorted out. But while I was there, I took a bunch of photos and all of them disappeared off my phone. And then I was followed by a vehicle that did not have a license plate, tinted windows. This vehicle passed me and it felt like a magnetic field, like sucked something out of my car. Like it was it's really hard to describe. Like this You're vehicle amazing. passed me and it felt like I was being passed by a magnetic force. And then, so this vehicle followed me all the way to Las Vegas and Again, I tried to come on Instagram and tell the full story and my Instagram kept crashing the videos again. I kept saving them from my Instagram story and then I would go into my camera roll and they were gone. And yeah. So anyways, that's- But the one photo that you did, the one photo that you you were able to save from like miles away had that that big black ring in the sky- yeah, that was the photo. So there's a military base next to Area 51. And as soon as I had exited or been escorted out of Area 51, I, the, oh my goodness, the adventures of a traveling hippie. Um, I love it. Once I've been escorted out of Area 51, there's a military base next to Area 51. And there was this massive cloud of smoke in the sky. And I was like, oh, like maybe it's just like a jet flying around but I couldn't actually see an aircraft. There was this massive ring of black smoke. And so I took a photo. This photo is still on my phone. And if you zoom in on this photo, there's a white speck in the middle of this ring of smoke, which again, could be anything. This ring of smoke could be something just, again, it could be from a jet, could be anything. I'm just throwing this out there that it literally could be anything. Um, but just It's a fucking this- barrier and they're keeping an alien captured <laughs> in there. We need to save it. It's in the middle. We need to save it. <laughs> the series of events that happened there were just like enough to spark some curiosity Questions. and some intrigue and some like, okay, like, hmm, interesting. This is interesting. That's all it is. It's interesting. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to get even more interesting with you and go experience it together. Yeah. And we're also <laughs> going to Egypt with Billy Carson. Just FYI, yes, I'm putting we, that out there in the world. Right we now are. I'm not even doubting happening. it. It's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening. Exactly. So stay tuned. We'll definitely be doing podcasts and live video and we'll definitely oh have to gosh. get uh, some sort of recording device to record the epic adventures that are going to happen down there as we learn mm-hmm. about the history of the world and where we came from <laughs> and share it with all you guys yes <laughs> so thank you for inviting me sarah i really 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 appreciate it and i had so much fun and like i know you and i could continue going on for like 
even more hours, but absolutely good. Well, you'll just have to come on for part two and part three and part four. All right. We'll just come on after every big significant life event and after good vibes Island launches and after the Kelowna healing center launches and yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited to co-create with you and to continue learning and exploring this earth with you. And I hope as the listeners that this podcast has opened your heart, opened your eyes, opened your mind in some way, shape or form, and that you're taking at least one little golden nugget from today's episode and that something has sparked within you to keep going along your path, to stay confident in yourself, to be more discerning about the information you're consuming, about what you're putting in your body and just all the good things. And know that like Adriana said, love and light, always prevail and it everything is energy so shift your energy shift your thoughts and Mm -hmm. you might just be blissfully amazed as to Mm -hmm. what shows up for you and how your trajectory of life changes so amen thank you my beautiful sister for being on the podcast sharing your love thanks for doing this Mm -hmm. always you can count on me Mm -hmm. i love you i love you too. thanks everyone so much love (laughs) to you all thank you thank you thank you as always for tuning in today and if today's episode resonated with you or if the podcast as a whole has been speaking to you and your beautiful soul i would so appreciate if you could share it on your social media tag me in your stories Give it a review on whatever podcast hosts you are tuning in through and just share whatever you feel one other beautiful soul on this planet may need to hear. As always, so much love from my big little soul to yours. Catch you on the next episode.